Welcome to Deborah's Corporate Heart Talk. I am Deborah Abdusalab. This is the podcast for the underdogs. That's right, where we explore career woes and wins. My guests and I share our corporate journey as working class professionals in British establishments. And along the way, we have some fun. Let's get into it and welcome to Deborah's Corporate Heart Talk. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of DCHT is me Deborah. Oh guys, I'm back, I'm back, I am back with another episode. And on this episode, guys, we're just gonna talk a little bit more and just to talk a bit more about just balancing and you know, balancing your passion with um maybe school or a full-time job or being you know, just balancing, you know, sometimes I feel like, um, some of us, we do have to wear, like, many hats, and I feel the guest on, the guest I have on today is a very special someone to me, very, very special, and I feel like they wear a couple of hats, and I think it would be really nice to hear how they balance it, and, you know, social media, school, uni, um, and most importantly, their talent, you know, how they make it work. Um, you know, like like I always try to do, I like to have a story every time because that's just what I do. Um, so the story today is just really about how how I personally feel like, you know, we've evolved and time has changed because I remember when I went to university, everything was very stagnant. You know, it was you go to university, you do your degree, you look for a job, and you go and start a job, like, that was my clinical order, you know, I remember being at uni, and um, back then, I think I've said this before, I used to work for Primark, <laughs> and I remember I transferred my Primark job from where I lived to uni, and I would work at Primark, and four hours here and there, then I'll go to uni, and that was it, that was all I did, um, of course, went out with my friends as well and I remember when I got to my second year you know was it second year after my second year I think second year second year or third year second year third year I just decided right I was done I was done with retail I really don't want to work in retail anymore and I started doing other types of jobs so my point is it was just very like my end goal was just to have a bit of money finish my degree then get another job you know, it was not about having a side hustle or pushing any talent. You know, it wasn't, I don't know, back then, I just, don't get me wrong, I saw people there would do things like do hair, um, do nails, or maybe did events, but it was not rampant, like, the way it is now, because now, it feels really like, it feels as if, everybody's on this entrepreneurial journey or on this talent journey so which is good it's so empowering you know I I'm raising a little girl like she's two years old I, I would love for her to grow up in this time of you know black girl magic and you know that notion of you can have it all and you can you can be many things you know so yeah kudos to everyone out there just bashing it together just trying to do one or two things I love it so that's a bit of a background about to this episode. So today's episode, I will be talking to someone who, you know, I feel they are balancing a lot, you know, for a young person, you know, um, doing university, doing work, you know. 
Um, so that's why I've invited them on today, just to hear a little bit more about how they do it. So before we get into it, I think it's time for me to just introduce them. So on this episode, please welcome my guest, Esther Abadouin, a.k.a. Esther Dewin. <laughs> Which one do you like? Do you like people call it Esther Abadouin or Esther Dewin? so funny that you asked me that because recently I've just been talking to loads of my friends and just people that are around me a lot and I'm always like to them like I, I like Esther Durin obviously because it's the name that I kind of gave myself when I was trying to be a bit more serious with music because obviously Durin's an abbreviation of my second name but I do I really am I'm, I'm starting to enjoy people calling me Esther Durin more because like that's me do you know what I mean like Esther Durin's yeah. kind of like a persona whereas Esther Durin that's actually me like the person behind Esther Duren, the person behind the person behind all the things Esther Duren does and yeah. just around her is Abedinran. So I'm actually trying to transition into like people calling me that more, but I'm just trying to ease into it. Yeah. I think it just depends actually because recently we I, uh, there's a show that I watched called The Real and um, there's a lady on there, you might know Adrian Bylon or whatever she calls her. Yeah, she's a Scorpio like me. Yeah, she's a Scorpio. She was saying that, you know, when she started in the industry, she didn't really decide to have like another persona, like like a music persona. She just said, Oh, my name's Adrian Bylon and she said that she's actually found it really hard to kind of differentiate the two. So I I personally think um do you wanna does what I think even matters. Anyway, so for this episode we'll call you Esther Abadurin then. Because <laughs> I've, yeah, yeah. I've I've learned to know Esther Abadurin, not Esther Dewin. Um but Esther Dewin is the Esther Abadurin. Oh, I don't know, I'm getting confused. No, but you know what it is, yeah. With Esther Abadurin, Esther Abadurin is Esther Abadurin, and Esther Dewin is also Esther Abadurin, but just focused on one side of Esther Abadurin, yeah, if that makes sense. Like when we still, saw, yeah, like when we saw your show the other time at the, um, London with the coloured jumpsuit and everything, that was Esther yeah. Dewin. The coloured jumpsuit, coloured jumpsuit, coloured jumpsuit. With the blue hair, when you did it with those boys. That we oh yeah 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 that was like Esther Duran that like, was Esther Duran yeah. like, that was not Esther Duran Esther Duran <laughs> so yeah like it's just okay well we'll we'll leave all that hard stuff to you to deal with and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so do you want to quickly just say hello just tell us a quick thing about yourself I know we went into your name for so long but, yeah. so long yeah I don't even know how we got into that for so long but um yeah so my name is Esther Duran aka Esther Duran um I sing I write go to university, currently studying business management at De Montfort University in my final year, which is, it's a lot, but um, currently work at um, a really beautiful jewelry shop called La Visa, and um, yeah, I'm lit. She's lit. Okay. <laughs> Two, like, she's lit, and, and, and Deborah's corporate heart talks also lit, so yeah, we're, we're lit yeah. together. Everyone's lit. Everyone's <laughs> okay, so lit. What we'll do, we'll come back, and then we'll start, you know, getting to know a little bit more about Esther Abadouin. Hi, guys. So, my conversation with Esther Duin has been really good, and we've just been talking a lot about... We... Talk about how she balances it, how she balances school, um, working, and literally just juggling the whole idea of her having a dream and also getting her degree. You know, these are two major things. You know, when you meet certain people, their whole life journey has been focused on getting a degree. 
and here we have it, uh, Esther Dewing, and she's doing both, she's doing it both, and so yeah, it's been a really good conversation, so uh, um, we're going to go back to the last segment of the episode, and really, we're just going to really focus a little bit more on the music industry, so I want you to just hear what she has to say on the music industry, and so on, all right then, thank you. And we're back, guys, uh, and I'm still here with the one and only Esther Durin. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I think now I'll quit Esther Durin because we want to talk about music now. Let's get let's let's get into it. You know, we talked about the balancing of school and stuff. So, um, like I said, well, like you told me, um, you're very self self promoted, <laughs> self independent. Yeah. Uh, do you mind sharing with us things that you're working on? Um, so, um, at the beginning of 2018, I released my first EP called Mood Volume 1. Um, it's basically four tracks of me just pouring out my emotions of R&B soul beats. That's obviously, like, my preference in terms of genres. Um, obviously, I'm quite versatile and I do other genres, but that's kind of, like, the genre that I would say hit, like, is, like, where my heart is. Because, obviously, I, I came, I come from the church in terms of singing. So, obviously, a lot of the soul is from the church. So, mm-hmm. Um, did like four different tracks just, um, my main focus when it comes to writing music is relationships only because and I don't mean relationships like just boy and girl relationships like just relationships like friendships family um, colleagues like literally like about relationships because I feel like it's something that relates to me the most like I've always had a lot of people around me friends family everything so I think it just makes sense for me to talk about that because I know a lot about it um so yeah that was my first EP I released that in March was it yeah today in March and then I'm currently working on my second EP now that's gonna hopefully come out in March um 2019 um that's volume two um alongside with a couple singles that I'm pushing and a music video that I'm also pushing so yeah, I've kind of just been working with me when it comes to music. Um, a lot of people always ask me, like, are you in the studio? Are you in the studio? And I'm like, I'm actually not in the studio as much as people, like, I don't know, as much as I, I maybe should be or as much as others are, only because I'm very um, impulsive and I like to, like, go on, like, my passion and drive. And, like, if I don't feel like I've got something to talk about, I don't make music. I might not make music for ages. I'm just focused on, like, the marketing and PR side of my, like, Instagram or something. Because at the time, that's what's important. And, and I've heard, um, sorry, I've heard um, Lauren Hill say that before. I think she had an issue with a, her label for a while because they yeah. kept trying to get her in the studio. She was like, I don't have yeah. anything that I want to sing. Yeah. The reason why the Education was a good album is because I had a lot to say. I don't have it. And, you know, so it's good that um, you, you feel that way. Yeah, because I feel like with music, um, it's important, obviously, like, be in the studio to try and make that hit, as people say, like that one song that's going to change your life. And I think it is important to make the music and stay true to like consistently making music, which I try to do. Like I will like sit at home and I'll write to songs and I'll keep it on my phone. And when I feel ready to record them, I record them. But like living and breathing in the studio, I just, I don't know. It's not for me personally. It's not something I'm, it's not natural to me to do that. Cause even when I used to go to the studio when I was younger, it was just, like my mental would set up sessions and if I felt like I would make music and if not, sometimes in the sessions we would just talk about music. Do you mm. know what I'm trying to say? So 
I think, yeah, like, the way that I make music is, I don't know, it's cool because I might as well go to the studio for three months straight and then get in the studio and make, like, 20 songs off mm-hmm. the back in, like, a three-hour session only because I've now, I've, I've lived enough to talk about, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like... lived enough at 21? When I say lived enough, I mean, like, I've gone through enough... Let's say, for example, in the three months I haven't been in the studio. Oh, okay. I've gone gone through things. Yeah, I've, like, just gone through life. And, like, I've now gone through enough to come and speak about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't like to just go in the studio and just talk about Jabodantis. I want to go there and say something that actually means something to me and is going to probably have some impact on someone or be able to be relatable. Mm. And there's a few where, yeah, like... It happens. Yeah, you said something about sometimes when you're not recording your own music, you're focusing more on the promotions and Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and that type of stuff. So let's talk a little bit more about this world of online digital follows, likes. Yeah. In your in in this music industry, I think social media is very key, right? Yes, definitely. Um, let's talk about the negative for a minute. Actually, does it make you sad that you don't have one million followers? No. It actually doesn't. I feel like I was talking to someone recently and um, we were just talking about... Or verified. um, (laughs) These are the things that, yeah. No, like, I was talking to someone recently, um, someone really close to me, actually. We were talking about the importance of organic growth. Yeah. And um, I just... It's a recent that I actually, like, really realised it a bit more, actually. I knew it before, but I feel like I've really settled and understanding it now, um, which is just the importance of having a natural fan base. Because I feel like when you have people that just genuinely want to hear your voice and hear what... Those are the people that matter. Those are the that matter, because those are the people that are going to get you to where you need to go. Really. Yeah, like, just having that consistent, consistent five people... Yeah commenting yeah. liking i think that means liking. a lot more that's kind of what you need and i feel like when you're doing music you feel paranoid i will i get paranoid because what happens is i will talk to certain people about my music they'll be like yeah whatever then i will release something that's like really good or maybe like i'm working alongside someone that's maybe quite popular and then I then get like a paragraph from that person that i should show my music before telling me how proud of me they are and how much they encourage they they love what i do and how much they support what i do and it's like it's so weird because it's like the same person was like maybe the same person that when i've maybe talked to them about my music they didn't really care or to them they just felt like oh okay whatever you just another singer on instagram and it's just like making sure you have yeah, that but... um, fan base is like it, it's encouraging because you can see the people that actually care and actually like are watching a growth. But I and think when you have that it's important. Yeah, but I think what that is is I've come to learn as well is that people kind of hold on to you, not believing you in you now, but believing you for the future. Mm. Do you understand? That like it's like yeah. a rapport thing. Like, do you know, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't give an S about this, but I'll just record your view. I'll come and I'll like, just so in case you become something important, I can at least align myself with you. Yeah. I, I I sense that because I don't know how. If I meet somebody and they're oh I'm the and I'm not inter- I'm not interested I'm not interested in you personally standing in front of me and I'm not interested in you online. 
So I don't know how when I met you and you've shown you you've shown you wasn't you don't care, but you go online and you send me five million emojis. It's crazy because I don't know, like, I don't really take it personal anymore. I just see it as off forever. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to do it because I just don't want to take myself out. But just the organic, the organic growth on Instagram, I would say, is very important. I think it's important to focus on that in the terms of, like, because, like, you know, Instagram, they have this um, promotion thing now. Like, like, you pay, like, to, like, get your video in front of more people. And it's a thing where like, I try to utilize that because it's like, if I do that and I get zero followers, then I get zero followers. If I do that and I get 25 followers, it's like those followers, they follow because they saw something they liked. But from the perspective of what are those followers, what, so even me, you know, like I don't have a lot of followers. I've got like 700 people following me and my podcast has only been listened to about 500 times. Mm. So I don't know if there's people on that. Do you know what I mean? So... Mm. With the people that you do, you do you sit there and calculate? Because at the end of the day, it's a matrix. It's you've got to calculate it like those impressions. So when you have about one thousand followers or so, when you look at you know your things that are on iTunes and so on, does it does it link together? Um no, they're all quite different. Like the the, the views I will get on my in, on my actual project, um, and the things I will get on like my Instagram and then my YouTube and then my Twitter, like it's all different, but. I try to focus on one at a time only because it's very, 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 very hard, especially with uni, to, like, put all my energy into every app. Mm. Like, and I feel like the app I'm kind of residing with the most at the moment would be Instagram. Well, you could like, use Hootsuite to distribute at once. It is Hootsuite, but then I feel like I tried Hootsuite and I like Hootsuite, but I feel like it, I want it, I want whatever I'm posting to seem organic and I feel like Hootsuite doesn't give you that organicness that you need if you want to come across like that on your, on your pages. Mm. Like everything I post, post on, for example, my Instagram is quite organic, like stuff that maybe I've done in the day or stuff that I've done maybe like a day before and I'm just like pushing it, do you know what I mean? But with Hootsuite, it's like, you might say, you might schedule something and then in that moment where it's time for a scheduled tweet or scheduled post to come out, you might want to say something else, do you know what I'm to say? So it's like, I don't know, you could still do the hoots for me and then do your own thing as well, but I just, I don't know, I didn't really, yeah, I wasn't really bad with hoots for me. I think you've grown your good following in the last oh. couple of months, you know, and I think you will continue to grow and uh, you mm. just hope that those growth translate to, because I think, you know, as a marketer, whatever you do on social media, it must translate to sales. Which yeah. it could be if you're if you have five million people following you on social media, then you should at least have at least half of those millions listening, buying, you know, whatever yeah. product you're pushing, you know. So I really do hope you keep pushing that organic and stuff. So yeah. this is one of a, a cheeky question actually. Do you have any? You don't have to mention them, but just with a yes or no, do you have any like celebrities who follow you who like and comment on your stuff? Um, I've got a couple. People like um no. Malogo. Don't mention them. Oh my bad. Just leave them. But yes, you do. That's good. So because um, that's that's just, a, mm? not a lot. No, obviously not a lot of them. But some UK um based artists and like DJs and stuff like that and like presenters and stuff like that um that I've just met at events mm. and some people that have like, heard my stuff and that like, have to support me on like the timeline and they're like just still supporting me now and just seeing what I'm gonna do next like and that's good 
Yeah. Because that is then goes back to networking and mentorship again. So yeah. yeah. And they're always advising me, so it's really nice because when I meet all these people, I tell them what I'm doing, and they're always, always advising me. Like, and they're like, they might see me post something, and then they will like encourage me, like maybe send me a message and say something like, "Oh, I'm really proud of how far you've come. I remember when I first met you, and you were doing this. Like, keep on working at it, mm. and stuff like that." So, you can, like, have your friends to do that. But the thing with friends is sometimes your friends don't know exactly what you're doing; they just know you're singing. So they yeah. don't really know the extent of maybe certain things. So yeah. it's nice to have people in the industry that are like encouraging. Me. Yeah, um, that's good actually. And so you know, let's we're gonna just start rounding it off now. Um, but let's focus more just quickly on um, anyone that's listening to this. Um, maybe a ten years old, you know, Esther Abadouin, like that wants to get into music industry or be self you know definitely we might invite you back on actually to talk a little bit about the self-promotion and stuff because a lot of people are now moving away from this traditional i must get a big deal i must get signed i think yeah, we, 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 the, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in greater depth in another episode maybe because i think that's, that needs a whole world of its own just to really understand how the music world is actually changing the you know, you can go from, you know, waiting for that big deal. Then now, when you think about it, when I've looked at music industries and stuff, those big deals that people had in the past was actually really bad. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even something to be proud of. It kind of feels like the music industry's Me Too <laughs> movement. Like, in the, in the way that when you look at it, you look at, you know, Tony Braxton and all these people, then they got this deal with their face and all this big record label but now when you look back on it you tear it apart they were yeah. slaves <laughs> practically um so let's not get into too much about that but you know add your two cents on the whole self-promoting and big deals and most importantly um what would be what would be the idea that you'd want to debunk about the music industry so you know is it easy to get into is it all about being a pretty face? <laughs> um, is it, you know, is it about who you know? And, you know, especially, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but yeah, is it about sleeping with this person? And, you know, like, let's, 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 let's get nitty and gritty. Um, for me, I have an issue with this industry because I think it doesn't really credit people that really need to be credited greatly. I've Definitely. seen people online that can't even hold a note. And because, of course, I, you know, we said before, Esther's my sister, it's really personal to me. Like, I get, actually get really angry. And sometimes I feel like commenting, which I don't, because I don't want to be a troll. But it's just like, are you kidding me? You call yourself a, 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 a this, you can't even sing, like, a note? Are you kidding me? And I've got my sister, who I could call an amateur, even her friend. And they can bell a note. Like, that really annoys yeah. me. So just... Tell us about, you know, what what are your frustrations or what are your, you know, just let's go. Yeah. I feel like with, um, when it comes to, like, um, music and stuff like that, what did you ask me again? Sorry, I've literally, literally just lost my train of thought. You said Talking about what, what, what would you like to debunk about the music industry, yeah? And, of course, talking about, you know, getting a deal, being self-promoted, just round up the whole industry. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I think you said something about um, me, um, my my take on, like, 
what it's like when in the industry um people like how it's like people don't need deals anymore to like get big and things like that yeah yeah so um, now i feel like it's come to a time where it's who you know that's literally it it's who you know if you know the right people and music is in front of the right as in people are, the right people are listening that's literally it and i feel like that's why a lot of artists get stressed out and sometimes they stop because they're like they're waiting for that moment where someone's actually gonna someone that's important is gonna see what they're doing and give it the respect and the accolades that it deserves and i think that's literally it because getting a deal no getting a deal or deal doesn't even make it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything because now even if you look at that guy um his name's osh the guy who did my yay is different to your yay like that guy he he was an artist and he did a cover to yay by burner boy he's now signed by columbia off that single and it was literally just a freestyle that he did that now went viral on the internet which has now given him a deal so and even before the deal like he has now fans that just want to listen to him now whether that's gonna last for long we don't know but he has it yeah i think that's a that's a key one as well music has become so saturated yes and that's something I like what you said about, you know, you do soul music and stuff. Because I feel like certain types of music, they stay forever. Like, I would want my sister to be part of that club. The timeless what, piece. What I will add to that, though, is as much as, for example, like, soul is something that I'm interested in and it's one of my main genres, over time, I would say maybe, especially in the last year, I started to understand something because I've met up with quite a couple of professionals, lawyers, as in music lawyers, music managers, music A and R's, like just the behind the scenes people. Now, I met a lot. I met a lot of those people this year, and from them was literally um, when you're trying to get yourself out there, especially in the UK, it's very difficult to break in those timeless um, um, genres simply because. With the timeless genres, um, they're not big in the UK, and that's just the truth. Like something like R&B is big, but it's not. The UK is enough beat, so the way it is pushed and the way that it is um, promoted is very different to like maybe somewhere like in America now. They're using someone like LMA now as an example. She did boot up, and um, she was in the UK before she was in America, but the UK didn't care about her timeless genre of music they didn't because obviously right now the genres leading in the uk are drill and afro swing so someone like ella mage didn't fit into that do you know mm. what i'm trying to say it was more important to find the next stormzy or to find the next mr easy who came from nigeria and started messing up our charts with his afro beats and afro swings so for for the UK, being an R&B artist is very hard. So what I will add to the being a part of a timeless genre is it is hard to break. In but the I think UK. maybe what I mean by timeless is just like I just don't like for like for me when I, I said I think what what I mean by timeless is like I feel like Adele is timeless. I feel like Justin is timeless. Do you know what I mean? Alicia Keys is timeless. With that though, someone like Adele now she will always kind of. Because of what she's like, kind of done for herself, she'll always be relevant. But as in, does anyone really want to hear anyone singing sad songs in the charts anymore? No, because what they're pushing 
nowadays and these black boys that are rapping and are like J Hustle is friendly with her and everything's playful out here in the UK now. Mm. Well, we definitely hear, we definitely have to have it back on so we can really understand um the arena. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, a little bit more about the music industry. Like, what are the things that you've seen or you're, you're skeptical about? Like, or tips that you want to give to anybody that wants to do into it, that wants to get into it? Sorry. I think if you want to get into music, the first thing you have to just be um, um, is confident and securing yourself because they're going to meet a lot of people that are going to make you question who you are. You're going to meet a lot of people that are going to tell you to do things other than what you want to do like gonna meet a lot of people for example like i'm an r&b singer at heart obviously i like afrobeat so i could definitely branch into something like afro swing but certain genres i'm going to be like pop and all those other genres like i could go into them but they're like an easier way out making a dance or a pop song is literally like a let me just do this to get myself out there. And it's like sometimes you kind of want to make sure, not even that, to be honest, it's what's important if you're trying to get into this music stuff. Just make sure you know what you want to do. Make sure you know the extent you're willing to go to to get what you want to get. Put your morals in place so you know you're not going um, like beyond your morals. Like set a moral compass for yourself so you know, okay, now I'm doing too much or maybe I'm doing too little. So you just kind of know what you want to do because with the music industry, it's mainly men that are in power and mainly men that have the opportunities. And that's just the truth. Anyone can argue with me, but that's just the truth. Like, men are the ones that are, that are, that, that are signing these people and bringing these artists in on seriously. Well, how are we going to change this, Esther? That's why we've got people like me starting SDA Entertainment. Like, I don't only just want to be an artist. I want to manage artists. I want to be an art artist. I want to do so, so much. And- and I think with that, it's a really good point, you know, is because it's like, it's as men, if you're a girl and you really cannot sing, yeah, just go into management. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that sounds really mean. I feel like the problem, though, no, but you need to take something into consideration. Girls that are not that great but think that they're all right, they have men that are preying on them and they're thinking, I want to make money from this girl. And they're literally, like, encouraging this girl and telling her, you have it all. I'm going to give you all this money and invest into everything you want and you're going to be the next big thing. Like, the girl's going to do it if the girl's not that smart. And that's just the truth. So we kind of just have to get to a place where the music industry's um, got a lot more women involved. Um, uh, I've got just a lot more diversity involved. Because like, when, I, when, I, when I meet people, especially guys that are managers and that are in charge of things, like, there's some guys that I meet and they're genuinely just trying to help out. And then there's some guys you meet and they're just, they're just douchebags. Like, they're not necessarily doing anything bad, but they, they know that they have something that you want. And so there's a, there's a certain behavior to it sometimes. Like there's um, someone I worked with um, a while ago I'm gonna name names. Do you know what? Um, do you know what? Let's let's do another episode. Oh yeah, go on. Then. Um yeah, there was someone I worked with a while ago, not gonna name names, um, and his management um they obviously approached me to do some work and 
did the work, it was really good, did well. And then afterwards, like, his management tried to, like, be, like, like talking, chatting me up and stuff. And it's just like, is it because you you have opportunities? Do you know what I mean? Because don't get, don't get it wrong. Like, obviously, like, anyone can chat to anyone. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, the approach, you can kind of tell people's approach on whether it's coming from a genuine place or not. And it's just, it's a bit annoying just to see, like, men that they, they just they always feel like the sense of entitlement like i have opportunities that you want or i can give you something that you can't get from anyone else right now so you should come and come and hang out with me it's like yeah it's and, like, and no i don't want to do that and i, I think no, i don't need to do that and, and i'm glad you're able to stand your ground like that and I think what makes it really exciting as well is that because of the internet, because of the technology, imagine if, like, social media and just all the self-promotions that one can do independently, imagine if that had to go through some of these people. Yeah. Imagine, you know, a long time ago where you couldn't go online and just put your video out there and just do your own stuff yeah. and just self-learn. Because, because think about it, as much as you can do all of that you will be surprised that when you look at the process or the way to do music, once you really learn it properly, like if you really go back and learn the business of music, maybe a lot of the things that you might, you know, not you, just anybody might think is a big deal right now, is actually really easy. Yeah, Just the way it's so easy for you to pick up your phone, put your Instagram in, hashtag music, hashtag this, edit it, get all this like you won't be surprised until you're exposed to this other aspect maybe you know i don't know but you know maybe when you really start to understand the business of music actually maybe having a record label and actually being part of columbia is not actually that hard but the only reason why it seems hard is because these people they've sat on it and they had this closed knit where nobody can see yeah listen don't worry you just keep going. <laughs> um, you just keep going. And one of these days, we're going to have to go to America and just go knock on all these doors. Listen, I'll be ready to do that with you one of these days. Listen, you know, I'm right now, I'm hustling. <laughs> I'm hustling to get my LA ticket because that's the first thing I need to do when I graduate. Awesome, awesome. God will help you with that. Um, okay, I think we've come to the end now, actually. But before you go, oh, I always... Oh, no. Uh, I always ask everybody, what does it mean? What is the word underdog? What does it mean to you? Um, it means the idea of not being able to get the maybe the accolades and the respect and the response that is um well deserved of you, like only because I mean people don't understand whatever it is that you're promoting or they don't care about it because it's not getting a million likes. Um. And it's just, yeah, just the whole idea of not being expected to, like, get what you're putting out, mm. you're going to do. So I feel like, yeah, I feel that's what it kind of means to me. Okay. And do you think maybe you're an underdog? Would you say you're an underdog? I would say I am. I would say I am because I feel like I'm crossing over. I feel like I'm at a weird point of my life right now where it's like, people are starting to recognise what I already knew about myself at, like, seven years old when I started singing in the choir at private school. Mm. At the same time, a lot of people still haven't. And a lot of people are still not really, they don't really care. 
you know what I mean? So mm. it's just trying to find that balance at the moment and just make sure like I'm in front of I'm I'm in front I'm a, and around all of the right people. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much, Esther, for coming on here. It's been quite um hard to sit down and put this together. I'm so glad that we did. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And to anyone that's listening, uh, like I always say to you guys, you know, this issue is really about speaking to the right people, speaking to the people that matters, and yeah. really having that platform where we can really share our personal corporate you know career journey because yeah. at the end of the day that's what matters and i've yeah. strongly started feeling that we live in this community especially black africans or ethnic minorities that we're very hush hush about our success and struggles which yeah. is crazy because i'm like the more we share the more we learn and i'm sure yeah. some of you if you're listening to this and you really want to do music you can pick a, th- a thing or two from what esther has shared today yeah, definitely. Um, guys, like I always say, I really don't know much. I don't know what's going on. And most importantly, I really don't know what you are going through. Um, we're all going through something. I'm going through my stuff. I'm sure you are, Esther. But one of the key things that I always try to push is to say, you know what? Keep going. Because a big break is around the corner. Until we meet again. Until we meet again. Bye-bye, guys. Hi guys, thank you for listening to Deborah's Corporate Hard Talk. To connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Deborah's Hard Talk. You can visit my website www.dht.com and to get involved in any of the conversations, hashtag Deborah's Hard Talk. Alright then, until next time, bye bye.